Listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petershawn. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Seek First student podcast. Uh, today, we have a kind of a special edition of the podcast. This past week, Stephanie and I had the opportunity, um, as we do every summer, to go to a, a camp up at North Georgia Christian Camp. This was a middle school camp um, with just some crazy, awesome, fun, uh, hilarious, <laughs> uh, passionate middle schoolers. And uh, man, it was such a fun week. And during that week, we actually set up one morning our, our, our podcast set up and allowed the students just to come up and ask questions to us. Now, again, uh, these are middle school students and they have so many questions, so many great questions that we really enjoy talking to them about all the time. Um, so we just wanted to give them an opportunity to do that, you know, as part of our podcast. So uh, today we'd really appreciate if you guys would just um, give this a listen as you're going to hear uh, some students um, just come up and ask ask us questions and we are just um, this was at North Georgia Christian Camp we're just kind of answering their questions as best we can um, in in that mindset again like our podcast is always talking about of seeking first the kingdom of God just knowing that his word has things to say about even uh, you know the most kind of strange or you know seemingly trivial questions that we may have Um, so with that in mind Give this a listen. This is from North Georgia Christian Camp, uh, a week of middle school ministry, and um, just these kids asking some some really good and really kind of tough questions and honest questions, and us just doing our very best to, um, you know, give answers. So y'all give this a listen. All right. So Cooper's going to ask a question, and we'll, we'll kind of reiterate the, the question that he asks after he has it. So go ahead. Um, what was the most, or what is the most and best way to overcome the almost like wall that's keeping you from having faith in God? Okay. Good question. Yeah, you can have a seat. Um, so Cooper asked, what is the best or one of the best ways to overcome the wall? Is that how you said it? The wall that's keeping you from having faith in God? Um, man, it's a good question. I love the uh, Matthew six thirty, the Matthew six thirty three that we talk about. I think yeah. that um, I think that seeking first Him, because here's the thing, we are going to hear all over the media, your friend groups, um, blog posts, all the things. You're going to hear. Depend on yourself. Look to the media for all of the information you need. Um, and then act on that. And we act on what we believe, right? We, if I believed that this was a snake, I would be acting very differently than sitting here nonchalantly, right? I would be up and like, poor Kurt would be bowled over because I would be getting <laughs> out of the way. So when we go to scripture, when we walk as if it's true, 
we find him faithful. I know that this is an old movie reference, but you'll have to go back and watch it. There's a movie, there was a series of movies called Indiana Jones. Has anyone seen any of the Indiana Jones series? Okay, okay. There is a scene in Indiana Jones where Indiana Jones has had this map, he's looking for this golden chalice thing, and he gets to this place where the map is showing him in that cave over there, that's where I'm gonna find it. Problem is, in between Indiana Jones and the cave is this chasm that he can't even see the bottom of, right? But on the map, it says there's an invisible bridge. <laughs> He's like, I got this map. This map has proven to be true up until now. Do I trust the map or do I trust what I think I know? Listen to what he does. He's like, the map has been faithful up until now, so I'm just gonna step out. And guess what? He steps out, he finds solid ground. He can't see it, but he finds solid ground, which gives him a little confidence to step out again. <laughs> so he steps out again and he's like, oh my goodness, it's really here. And that is what happens when we trust in the promises of God. We might not see it. It might not make sense. We might be like, that is crazy. None of my friends are doing this. My family's not even behaving like this. But I'm going to do it because the word of God has not steered me wrong yet. And so you step out and you find him faithful and you step out and you find him faithful again and you step out. That's, that's yeah. a very long answer to that. Something we have to understand is, y'all, faith is a gift. Yes. Um, faith is a gift that God gives us. But here's what his word says. Romans 10, 17 says um, that faith comes by hearing mm. and hearing by the word of Christ. Right. And so the idea there just being that how do we how do we actually have faith? It's because we hear his word. And we know his word and we learn his word. Guys, one of the best ways if you're struggling with knowing God and having faith in God is to read his word and, and go to church and listen to his word preach. The really good news is like all week long, what are we doing? We're, we're sitting in God's word. We're listening to God's word. We're reading God's word. Um, I have conversations with students all the time that are like struggling in their faith and struggling to grow. And I ask them that simple question. Are you reading God's word at all? And usually it's, well, no. You know, and it'd be like me saying, you know, I, I don't really feel like I, I'm knowing my wife very well. I don't feel like our relationship is very good. And somebody goes, well, have you talked to her recently or listened to her? And I was like, no, I haven't seen her in like six months. You know, <laughs> well, obviously you don't have a good relationship with her. So um, yeah, faith comes by hearing, right? Yes. And hearing by the word of Christ. So be in God's word, um, be, in your, be in your youth groups, your churches, and, and just be surrounded by God's people and God's word. Um, man, it's a great way to obviously grow in your faith. So Good question, Cooper. Yes. Uh, next, anybody got a question? Yeah, step up. Come on, Ava. This is Ava Rowletter. Um, so when Satan is coming at you, what are some easy ways to like avoid his lies and know that it's like not true? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, Ava asked when Satan is kind of attacking you, coming at you, tempting you, deceiving you, whatever. Um, what are some good ways to kind of defend yourself against that, overcome? his lies. Um, guys, first thing we need to understand, everybody, is that Satan is real, okay? Obviously, we believe in God, but um, God, Satan is an angel that God created who fell from heaven. That's what the Bible teaches us. And now is like really his whole job and his whole mission is to deceive. He's the father of lies. 
That's what the Bible says to us. Um, so, I mean, constantly he's, he's kind of at work in our lives, at least to try to distract us and deceive us and all of that. Um, again, I don't mean to just kind of be repetitive or sound cliche as a, just a pastor that says these kind of things, but um, I, I just want to start with the Word of God, okay? Jesus is tempted by Satan in Luke chapter 4. Um, we see Jesus out in the desert, and Satan comes to him and tempts him a few different times, right? And if you guys know the story, what does Jesus do? How does Jesus fight back against these temptations? He quotes what? Scripture. Yes. He quotes Scripture. Um, Jesus knows the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God, but he, he obviously knows God's Word. Um, Satan's like, hey, why don't you turn these rocks into bread? And, and, and Jesus says, man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Right? Um, so he just, he, he, he knows, man, our greatest way of fighting against these deceptions, obviously, is God's word. I don't know if you got something yeah, to add to that. Yeah, I, I immediately thought about the armor of God. We've got um, one of the pieces of the armor of God in, I'm, I'm losing it, Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 6. six. Yeah. Um, we, he talks about that these are gifts that God gives us, and it's his armor, right? It's the helmet of salvation. It's the breastplate of righteousness. It's the belt of truth. It's the shoes of the gospel. And listen to this, the shield of faith that repels the fiery darts of the enemy, right? The shield of faith and the way that we have faith is what we talked about. And then the only offensive um, piece of armor that we're given is the word of God to do battle against those lies. And the only other thing that I will say is, um, when you live up close to Jesus, when you know him so well, like if, if someone came to me and said, um, hey, Kurt said so-and-so about you, I would go, no, he didn't. I know Kurt. Like you're lying because I know him, he would not say that. When we live so close up to Jesus through his word, through prayer, then we recognize the lies. When they come at us, we're like, get over there, you are a lie, right? Because we know Jesus. We know that's not the way that he would lead us. That's not his personality. That's not his heart for us. We can trust him. And so live up close to Jesus. We're gonna say like the same things over and over. Prayer <laughs> and the word of God, guys. It seems cliche and that's what Satan wants you to believe. Uh, those things don't have power. They are powerful. Yeah. The word of God and our relationship with God has more power than you can ever imagine. Yeah, if Satan's a liar, which he is. That's his language. Yeah, it's his, his language. His native language is lie. If he's a liar, what's the best way to fight against that? Knowing what? Truth. Yes. Truth, right? So if you know truth, guys, y'all are in middle school now. You guys are getting old enough to read the Bible for yourselves. Okay, listen. I don't, I don't want to talk down to y'all and act like y'all are little kids because you're not. I don't believe that you guys don't have the ability to open your Bibles and read it. Now, I know you need help with it sometimes, and I want to ask you to do this. When you go back home, again, camp's not going home with you. Uh, Stephanie and I are not going to go home to your homes with you. Um, your, your group leader's not going to your homes with you, but you know what you'll have? You'll have God's Word. You'll have His Spirit living inside of you if you're a Christian. You have your church family that you can go and talk to, your other pastors and group leaders and friends. Like you have all these resources, mainly his word and prayer, right? To constantly fill your hearts and your minds with God's truth. Think about this. Every day, your mind is being filled with something, right? Every day, your mind is being filled with something. What do you think? So ask yourselves these questions just right there where you're sitting. Like, what am I listening to daily? What kind of conversations am I having daily with people? 
What am I reading? Like, what am I watching on the internet, on TikTok, on getting on Snapchat, whatever, YouTube? What am I, what am I filling my mind with? Those things are going to be the things that we start to believe, right? Because we're constantly filling our minds with it. Um, If we're constantly filling our minds with the truth of God's word, that's going to be what we begin to believe, right? Um, So the best way to know a lie when you hear it is to know the truth, right? So you know exactly what it sounds like when you hear it. When Satan comes with those lies, um, you can go, you know what? That's not what God's word says. I know it and I can combat that. So great question, Ava. Thank you so much. Anybody else got one? Hand up. Yeah, Amy in the back. We'll, We'll get you next. Come on, Amy. Yeah, come, come ask it in this mic if you would, please. <laughs> Long walk to the front. I know. All right, what you got? Um, kind of, yeah, if you can talk up you, into it. Just pull it down. Pull, there yeah, you go. there you go. Um, if we have, like, these illusions, like, out of the corner of our eyes, and if we've been, like, seeing them for, like, the past years, what would be the best way to like overcome it if you're like reading your Bible a lot and if it's still not like working? Like what kind of illusions? Like if you see like these big black blobs or something. See, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. Big black blobs. Okay. Okay. Good question. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You can have a seat. Um, so Amy was just kind of saying like maybe kind of having even seen things and stuff like that out of the corner of your eyes or whatever. Um, Look, I've known a few students who have actually had similar struggles with maybe just things that they've seen. Look, I want y'all to understand, and Stephanie referenced Ephesians 6, about like spiritual warfare. Um, This is something that is not necessarily really popular to talk about, but um, the Bible does reference this idea of this warfare that's going on in our lives, right? Um, And again, Satan's real, and Satan loves to distract and tempt and deceive and all of that stuff. Um... So, I mean, again, I know we're going to, we're, we're reiterating things, but for one thing, and Amy, I know you said this, like you're reading God's word and you're being in prayer and all those things, but man, like Stephanie said a minute ago, just always trusting in God's promises that he's with you, right? That he's for you and that he's good. Um, and the Bible has so many, actually the most common command in the Bible is, you might know, what it is it? Do not fear. Do not be afraid right? It's the most common command in the Bible. So I know even sometimes when, um, like maybe we, we see things that we can't explain or experience things that are kind of scary or weird. Um, the Bible is so clear about this. Look, we don't have to fear those things. Yeah. We, we just simply don't. We don't have to fear those things. Why? Because God is with us. Almost every time in the Bible when it says, don't be afraid, it's followed by because God's with you. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't left you. He cares about you, right? God's presence and his word are real for us, right? So even if that is something, look, I've never struggled with that. I don't know if you have. Uh, my daughter way, has. Yeah. And, yeah. and a very practical thing, Amy, one of the things that my daughter did that was super uh, easy but powerful is we took note cards and wrote out some of those promises. Do not fear for I'm with you. And she read them out loud. And it was almost like not only just believing it, but declaring it, right? Like, I believe this. I am standing on it. I'm saying it out loud. I am doing spiritual battle right now by taking the, the sword of the spirit and wielding it out loud. I'm putting it out there. Um, and so some of those truths um, that God gives us, 365 times in the Bible, it says, do not fear. Does that number ring a bell? 365. What else is 365? 
days in the year. That's exactly right. And so for every day of the year, we find in scripture, do, sorry, do <laughs> not fear. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry for what it does to your speakers. Do <laughs> not fear for every day of the year. There is a promise of God that he says, I've already, I have already done this battle for you. <laughs> I've already run, won this battle for you. Don't fear. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. Uh, I think you had a yes. question. We'll get you next, John. Okay. Yeah. You can kind of lift up that mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, like when you see stuff, like God shows you stuff, why doesn't other people fi see that? Like yesterday I saw some stuff in the fire yesterday at the campfire, but like why does no one else see that? What do you mean you saw some stuff? Like I saw God talking through me, uh, to me through the fire. Like I saw okay. the wood and sign of a cross and stuff. Cool. Okay. Um, so she asked like maybe seeing signs or seeing certain things sometimes, does that happen a lot? Like, is that, or maybe just last night, or does that happen all the time? Okay. Um, well, let me, let me kind of first say this. One, you know, as far as, like, other people seeing maybe what you've seen or something like that, um, you know, it, it, God is going to mainly speak to us always through his word. I want you to understand that first and, for, first and foremost. Um, God's word is the primary way that God wants us to, to hear him, to learn from him, and all of that, that, that I don't think we should spend our time looking for signs out in the world necessarily, right? Um, it does say in the Bible, like Psalm 19, the whole creation speaks of God's glory and, and does. Like we can, we can see that God is real. We can see that he exists. We can see that he's good. You talk about like looking in the campfire last night and seeing a cross of the wood and that kind of thing. Look, to me, that's just something where I'm like, that's super cool. If you're kind of just having this moment of, you know, the cross is on your mind, Jesus is on your mind and you see that in the fire and you're like, oh, that's cool. It, it reminds me of Jesus. And somebody else might not pick up on that. And that's okay. Um, but, I, you know, maybe that's just a moment of God because we've been talking so much about Jesus. We've been talking so much about the cross that you start to, I, I think of it like this. Like if you're looking for something, you're probably going to see it. You know what I mean? So if you're looking for, you know, things that remind you about Jesus and you see something in the shape of a cross, that's like, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, now, does that mean like what you saw in the fire should like, you know, if you were to like see some, some kind of sign out in the world, whether it's in a fire or like some sticks on the ground or some sign you see on the road or something like that, should you take that and go, okay, this is what I'm going to build my life on? No, you know, you should build your life on what you know God's word actually says. But if there are things that you maybe see out in the world that remind you of God, that's great. And I would just always submit those things to his word, right? To make sure that they line up with what God's word actually, actually says, right? And that's maybe just a way that God, last night where you saw that cross in the fire is just kind of God going, hey, you know, I'm here with you. I love you so much. We're talking about the cross this week. I just wanted to remind you about that. You know, you just kind of hear that in your spirit, which is really, really neat, so. Yes. I agree. Okay. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the only thing I was going to add is we, we call things like that sometimes some, uh, and I don't know if Kurt does, but in my friend group, we call him God winks where, um, he's just like, I see you, you see me, I see you. Because here's the thing. Um, our, our relationship with God is very, it is, it's personal, right? It, it's intimate. Like he sees you, he knows what's going to bring your mind around to remind you of him right? He's like, I'm paying attention to you. I love you. Like, like Kurt said, just, just those reminders that draw us back to him. Yeah. Super cool. 
Um, we have time for one more. I know John had his hand up a minute ago. So. John had his hand up first. John, if you want to ask a question, buddy, that'd be great. Come on up here. You can kind of pull that microphone down to yourself if you, you can get that. Take the ball part and pull it down so that you just pull it straight down to the ground. It's tricky, man. It's okay. There you go. Um, how is Satan is down here in the world? It says, how can we not see him at all? Okay. Good question, man. Um, yeah, you can have a seat. So John just asked, like, why, why can't we see Satan necessarily um, if, he's, if he's in the world? And, and the, the way the Bible describes Satan um, in several different ways. I mean, again, he's the, he's the father of lies, prince of darkness, um, even the ruler of the kingdom of the heirs, the way Ephesians puts it. So, yeah, it's kind of like he has this, in a way, he has this dominion on this earth in such a way that, like, um, now, before Jesus returns, right, Satan is working to deceive and to tempt, like using his, his angels, which we call demons, to kind of tempt us and deceive us and trick us and scare us or whatever. But we don't always see him, or most of us will never see him or any of the demonic things, like actually with our physical eyes. Um, and I think that, the, you know, the, the reason that that's actually so deceptive for us is because he doesn't want to be seen, right? right? He really doesn't want to be seen. Satan doesn't want you to see him. Um, in fact... And I know this, like, kind of what you asked about, Amy. Um, I know that, um, like, some people would say it's, it's worse and it's scarier when you might see some things, right? And I know people who have, you know, said they've seen demons or they've seen whatever. But to me, I'm like, man, seeing that stuff, like, that's just kind of Satan showing his hand, right? right? And that's actually allowing us to know, okay, you're real. And I know that God is better than you and sovereign over you, right? And kind of even remind us is real. I think it's actually worse for us um, when we kind of forget that he's real at all, right? Because think of it this way, which is better? If you have cancer, is it better to know you have cancer and see it on a, on a screen? Or is it better to not know you have cancer at all? It's better to know, right? It's better to then know. You can fight it. Because um, then, then you can fight against it. Right. So, no, we can't we can't see him. But the Bible reminds us that he's real, reminds us that he's there and he is working. So I think that just takes the obviously from the word of God and through prayer just to have this kind of spiritual discernment. That means like understanding that man, Satan's lying to you. Like we talked about, Ava, Satan's lying to you. He's tricking you daily and he's trying to draw you away from Jesus. That's his whole goal. Right. He just wants to draw you away from Jesus, not necessarily to be an atheist. He just wants you to not think about Jesus, not go to Jesus, not trust in Jesus, any of that. He doesn't care if that happens through really hard suffering type things. He doesn't care if that happens through video games, right? If video games and TikTok and YouTube take you away from Jesus, Satan's great with that. He will entertain you to death, okay? He'll give you money if it draws you away from Jesus. He'll give you lots of success and fame and popularity if it draws you away from Jesus. So in that way, we can kind of go, man, I can see Satan working because I see the ways that are drawing me away from Jesus. So maybe my, my encouragement to you guys in that is just to pay attention, right? Pay attention to what kind of things in your life are drawing you away from Jesus. And that is the way that you can see Satan and his work around you. And then you can fight against it with the word of God, yeah. right? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, because we can't see him, we as Christians are more afraid of him. I have a dog who's 20 pounds, but she has a bark like a 90 pound dog. So when anyone comes to my door, if they knock on my door, they are petrified because her bark sounds like she's this ginormous thing that's gonna take them down, right? 
Satan's like that to the life of a Christian. The power of Satan over us has already been defeated. He has no power over us. But if he roars enough, it says he prowls around us roaring like a lion, right? If he roars enough, he can convince us he's super powerful. There's a, there's a scripture. I, Kurt knows the addresses of scriptures. I'm terrible <laughs> at that. But there's a scripture that says when we get to heaven, we're going to look at Satan and go, that's what we were scared of? Like for real? Because he is a defeated enemy. If you are in Christ, he's defeated. If we could see him, we'd go, you don't scare me, right? Yeah. But because we can't, he can roar. He can be my, like my little dog, Annabelle, who's like, roar, roar, roar. And people are like, ah, and they see her and they're like, oh my gosh, she's so cute, right? <laughs> so anyway, that, John, great question. Great question. Yeah, that is a really good question. Um, and yeah, just to kind of, I know there was a lot of questions about Satan right, right here. So just to kind of maybe wrap that up to say this, um, just to reiterate what Stephanie said, really. We don't have to fear him, y'all. We really don't have to. In fact, in the Bible, we are commanded to fear one thing and one thing only. What is that? God. We are commanded to fear God. And what that means is we kind of have this amazing reverence and awe and understanding that he is in control, right? And Satan is defeated. Jesus defeated him on the cross and in his resurrection. So as Christians, listen, we don't, we don't live our lives trying to get some kind of victory over Satan. We live our lives knowing we have that victory over Satan already. It's already happened because of Jesus. And so we can actually live in that freedom and that victory, okay? Yeah, he's still, gonna, he's still gonna distract and tempt and deceive, all those things. But Jesus has given us everything that we need, right? To understand we already have the victory, we can live in that victory. And in the end, by the way, um, in Revelation actually tells us this, Second Thessalonians talks about this as well that Jesus is going to return. And when Jesus returns, all the forces of evil are gonna gather against Jesus, right? Satan and all his forces of evil. They're gonna gather against Jesus to try to take him down in his kingdom. And you know how that battle plays out? It's actually awesome. It's not even a battle. Jesus steps on the battlefield and just goes, nope, and all the forces of evil die. Like, that's it. He's just like, nah, we're done. You know, and everybody's gone, right? All the forces of evil. So. It's not even like Jesus has to even work to, to defeat Satan. He is sovereign and powerful over him. Satan has no authority over Jesus. Mm. So guys, if you are in Jesus, man, you're good. You're good. Satan is real and he's gonna, he's gonna distract and tempt. But you got the victory. You got the word of God. You got prayer. You got the people of God. We win. Amen? Yeah. We win. All right. Thank you guys so much. Really, really good questions. Thank y'all for asking them. All right. Thanks so much for listening today, y'all. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, again, we know, you know, some of those questions are kind of different and, and that's what you kind of get when you talk to middle school students sometimes. But man, we love their honesty. We love just that they have those questions and they're willing to ask them. Um, hopefully this was, uh, you know, a blessing to you as you listened. And, you know, maybe even if you're, you know, a high schooler or older, you know, maybe even some of the answers and um, the things that we talked about blessed you and, and, and helped and encouraged and equipped you as well. 
um, with how you think about some of those things, uh, whether it's just spiritual warfare or temptation or, you know, just the, the activity of the devil in this world. Um, if you have questions, we would love to hear from you. Uh, our, our, my email is, is um, in the, the outro that you're about to hear. So please just send me an email. Um, if you got my number, shoot me a text. We'd love to hear your questions and we will address them moving forward. Uh, the summertime is just a little bit crazy for us. So we'll, we'll get back on here consistently, hopefully at least by August and um, have our, our, have our weekly podcast going once again. So thank you all so much for listening. And as always seek first the kingdom of God. Thank you for listening to the seek first podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.